Good day, probably. Uh, this is the tugboat welcoming you to another conversation with Cheese and the Tugboat. Uh, we are going to continue our ongoing mini series or saga uh, featuring the chef. I do have some interesting news for you. Um, in these next three segments, we will be seeing some sort of uh, sort of occasional pop-ins from Cheese, who actually joined us in the um, we'll call it a quote-unquote studio while we were taping this. So uh, Cheese is on for the next three episodes, kind of reunited, and it feels so good. Um, yeah, I won't do that again. My apologies. So we have Cheese, the chef, and the tugboat. And the continuing saga of Tugboat's Texas trip. So enjoy this, and we'll see you at the end of the episode. Okay, so we kind of, we'll, we'll clean that up in, in post. <laughs> so we got to the parking lot after a yeah. fun-filled a great day. day in Austin, better than I thought. And, I, and I'll, I'll put it out there that the Austin day in particular, I was not looking forward to on the whole trip. It was like, okay, well, we have to do this Austin thing to get to San Antonio. It was a big gap. I think yeah. you I, liked I knew, it more. I knew there was going to be tons of food. and I was apprehensive it. about the crowds because I hate people. Yeah, you did. And there was going to be about a million people on that one street. And there was. But I feel like I navigated it okay. Yeah. I didn't whine. I didn't talk about how my eye was sore and how I was tired and, no. and at the things exit, I did in New York City. By this point, I've been wearing cowboy boots walking Yeah, we got our downtown steps Austin. In. Like, I, I'll have to in look 30 back. degree heat. 30 degree heat, cowboy boots and jeans. Yeah. Just. I was traditionally just, sweaty also. I was so sweaty. We were done. Like, it was home time. Bring it on. Bring on the AC. Change our shirts. Have some beers. Go to sleep. So we get to the car, and this little dude comes up. This little long-haired, sketchy little weasel says, Hey, hey, can I get your uh, ticket? Can I get the ticket out of your car? And uh, Chef just, like, just hands it to him and doesn't say anything. I'm like, what? What is happening? And I ran around to the side of the car you were on. And there's just broken glass everywhere, and the back window on the driver's side is smashed. Yeah. And so you, you turn on the light, like open the door, and the lights come on, and there's no bags on the floor in the back seat anymore. As, yeah, there was a moment where just confusion and, like, what has just happened to our rental car. Oh, it was more like five minutes of both of us, like... What? And and realizing what? it was realizing that where is where is our stuff? You weirdly started like <laughs> searching through the car and opening the trunk and like as if somehow they had put it in the trunk for us where we should have put it. Or I realized yeah. Yeah. Did we put it in the trunk? No, no, we didn't no. put it we didn't put our shit we in the had, trunk. And I mentioned it a couple times on the earlier days that we put our bags <laughs> in the back seat. Because every day we were just doing that, it just became a routine, and that is not the routine to get into when you're traveling. So I have the, an accounting here. So, chef's bag contained his passport, work laptop, personal phone with no passcode on it, a large sum of cash, 
all his charging cords, a house key, and various other personal items. Kind of what you would keep in your work computer bag. Tugboat's bag contained his passport, the truck key, all of his souvenirs, including his beautiful shirt with the snaps, uh, his really expensive headphones that his sister bought him on Black Friday, phone charger, the only pair of jeans, a.k.a. the only pair of pants he brought on the trip, a sweater and a jacket. So if it gets cold, the tugboat is now screwed. Um, the passports, though, were real. That was, real that was, that was the, well, so, what the fuck? So we were like, okay, well, let's go find some cops. We gotta, gotta get this going. So we went and found, because there's cops on every corner. So we walked over to the corner and said, our car got smashed into and they stole all our stuff. What do we do? And the cops said, call 311, just get away from me, basically. He just walked away, I think. Yeah. So we both, like... Start calling three one one. What is three one one? And nothing happens. It just like you lose. So then we're like, okay. So eventually you called nine one one, and they said, "This is for emergencies. Call three one one." We're like, oh, three one one's the non-emergency nine one one. American thing because they have so much crime. They need two crime reporting phone numbers. But three one one wouldn't dial from our phones. Our Canadian phones did not like three one one. So you looked up online the Austin PD phone number, and we called them, and they said, "Oh, that's uh, what a tragedy. We'll call you back in an hour to hear more about it. Just stay there." So at this point, the barbecue is doing stuff to my insides and is no longer comfortable so i had to make an emergency run back to that bar we were at (laughs) and use the facilities in the meantime you destroy the facilities (laughs) yeah destroy the facilities. it was unpleasant for everybody involved like when the cops showed up that was the thing that they investigated probably (laughs) (laughs) that was probably what they investigated are you sure your luggage wasn't in your shit in that restaurant? <laughs> I, uh, pro- I'm not 100% sure. But yeah. anyways. So, so it, we, in these moments, though, we were... I, w- I didn't even know what to do. I didn't know where to start. Like We circled the parking lot. We s- searched so, so we for took our bags. We took turns. One person would stay with the car, and the other person would kind of go <coughs> and, like, quote-unquote, walk it off. So... Looking for our bags and dumpsters, looking for evidence, I guess, because we watch too many crime shows, and just, I don't know, at one point, we were waiting for the call to come on your cell phone, and your phone was dying, and they'd stolen your charger. (coughs) Yeah. I guess the only thing they didn't steal was a very hot bottle of Dr. Pepper that was left from the day before. In the backseat. Only surviving. And your neck pillow that was in the trunk. Yeah. And the paperwork for the car, thankfully, they didn't take. With all our personal information or whatever was on there. I put our room key in in the center console. Oh, yeah, that was a smart move. Yeah, yeah, the only smart move. So you had to go buy a phone cord. And I was like, go get us phone cords. I've got an iPhone. And, like, get some water or something. And he comes back with one phone cord for his phone that didn't even work. (laughs) Didn't work well. You had to jiggle it to get it to go. So I think you went from like 3% to 7% in the better part of an hour. And really just trying to keep my phone alive. And, and but then, every ounce of me is freaking out. Like every ounce. So my phone is unlocked. Yeah. Like 
my personal phone is unlocked. All your with, banking without, apps and everything. Banking is all apps, there. everything pre-programmed in. All your passwords pre-programmed in. So don't do that. Don't, <laughs> yeah, shouldn't that, have done that. Yeah. So you're on the phone with she trying to change passwords and trying to get everything locked down. You called the cell phone provider, killed the phone, doing all kinds of stuff like just damage control is what we were doing at that point. Well, trying to. Make sure my battery stays. Well, and also get all that stuff done. Yeah. Of course, I don't really have data anymore because we burned through it with our bad directions in the first couple of days. And I just didn't give a fuck at that point. Well, yeah, it got to that point. It's an emergency. So um, so I searched a lot. You searched a lot. I went around and searched in dumpsters, and then I started talking to some volunteers in the that were working in a tent right at the edge of the parking lot all day. And the guy was going and putting flyers on all the cards in the parking lot, and I flagged him down and said, Hey, did you guys see anything? <coughs> Do you know anything about this? You were here all day. And he said, Yeah, this truck over there got robbed. They had out-of-town plates, and I looked at our Oklahoma plates with disdain. And this, uh, this, oh. this man just kind of said, Well... Do you believe in the power of prayer? And by man, so this is a bearded. I would put put him at a craft beer bar. He's a full on hipster. Full hipster. Yeah, full Work, hipster. Working at South by Southwest, <coughs> and he asked me if I believe in the power of prayer, and I said, I don't know, man. Like at this point, I'll I'll take anything. So we didn't hold hands. We just both. Did like the little hands together praying move and in the dark of night in a, an abandoned parking lot, he and I prayed that God would help us find our stuff and our passports. And then we did an amen. I shook his hand and thankfully he left without saying too much more. But uh, no, I was just hoping that the thief like opened the bags, <coughs> took what he wanted and left, like, through the rest of the stuff. Like, I mean, I wanted my rodeo shirt back. It's not going to fit him. Uh, he could use it as a tent, maybe, or, like, a blanket. But, oh. And the, the emotion, we like, you, you say that you were sitting stunned and freaking out, but it was just, like, a weird whirlwind of emotion from confusion to sadness to, like, loss to just rage to and just swirling frustration yeah. but also shame because it's kind of our fault because we left it in the back seat but not really because he also broke the window and broke the law but anyways it was this huge and three also, hours we sat and stewed in the car yeah, alternating the, walking the, the the stewing was the worst I in mean, the so hot hot car hot car we put the air conditioning on but we just we're just sitting there, like the back window busted open, waiting for the police to call. Just getting more and more pissed off. Oh, we'll call it. We'll call it an hour. Yeah, three it was hours. At eleven p.m., we got a call. So they took our details. They asked what was in the bags, which we had already made kind of an, an accounting of. Um, I don't know. They talked to the chef for a while. I was staring just forlornly out towards the street, pissed right off, arms crossed, and everything. What was, like, the worst, like, like when you're pissed and everything, like, what's the worst, like, attempt at making things better, or what's the worst <coughs> things that you said to each other? Uh, 
I think a couple of times I just went, yes, 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 to try and, I know that makes them laugh, so I was trying to, like, pick them up from the, from the floor, but it was kind of just like, what's done is done, now we just have to figure it out, like, that was the, you know, we got knocked down, now we get back up, and now we have to get back up again. So That was the worst part, but no, it was, it was a lot of silence and a lot of, like, silence broken by outbursts of, like, Son of a bitch! Fuck, God, why fuck, would they do this? Fuck, 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 fuck! There's a few of those. So I guess the explicit tag is going on this one. <laughs> but there was a lot of that. Like, just both sitting in frustrated silence and then one of us just being like, God, I hate this country! Um, <coughs> so anyways, during the police call, so I'll let you take this one because it happened more with you but i'll just correct you if you get it wrong what, what, what happened so while you're talking to the police and i'm looking forlornly out at the street what happened and, and i guess the lead up is while we're sitting there these four cars full of young latino people came and parked way oh. away from the street so that they could smoke drugs before they went downtown so there's four cars kind of back in the dark corner of the parking lot and then you're on the phone with the PD staring off into the distance while you're talking. And then you see something. And I, I see this guy walking in between the cars. And not like he's walking to his car or he's lost his car. Like Because there's only four cars back there. Just walking in this closed off parking lot. Lurking? Lurking. Yeah, it's a fenced in lot. Yeah. And over at the far side of the fence, when we had went and investigated it previously, it was like a jacket or a sweater over top of the fence. Like over top of the <clears> chain link. <throat> chain link fence. Just to make it, you know, for me, I would do something like that if I wanted to jump over the fence quickly and... So you don't rip be, your be on your way. Rip your oh. uh, scrotum on the top of the fence. So then this guy's lurking, and then this guy's gone. But he's wearing like a high visibility vest. Looks like he's a parking lot attendant. But also looks like a homeless man. So that has a vest. Hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. And then because the stops. parking lot attendants didn't look like that. Yeah, they were wearing blue jackets, and I yelled at the guy <clears throat> and told him he was terrible at his job and his company was a joke and things like that. Um, and for the record, so this was an, a, this was a attended a lot. Yeah. That we, we paid, paid a premium price. Premium for an price. And the attendant's whole job, but he wasn't even there. He was hanging out with somebody else, like a couple blocks away, probably smoking weed. And, uh, his boss was in another lot somewhere <coughs> else. So this little, he was so greasy. But yeah. anyways, um, premium. Premium. so this guy, this, this is going from my memory of what you're telling me. Um, he is walking near those cars, and then he stops, kind of sees us sitting in this car that I'm assuming he's already robbed. And then we don't move, and then he just takes off and right. runs and jumps over the fence. He, he didn't necessarily bolt when he saw us, but he oh, that makes the turn, story better. turned on heel. Yeah, because it's a tugboat story. It always gets... These are the details exaggerated you gave me by, in the moment. I, w I would say most of this has not been exaggerated by 40% like a typical tugboat tale. Tops. 35. No. Well, well, There's no way you were forlorn. There's no way. <laughs> oh, I was pretty despondent. <laughs> so so we see what could have been the Could have been. 
No and way to prove it. Also a direction that we hadn't searched no, at I that went, point. No, I went down that alleyway. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was really sketchy because I really felt like I shouldn't be there. Yeah. Poked my head in a dumpster down there. I but again. in all the dumpsters. Alas. A lot of maggots in one. Nothing. So this guy, like, you're thinking, why don't you guys chase him down? Because we're in friggin' Texas, you idiot. He would shoot us or stab us 100%, no question. We're also, like, the where we were was very close to Interstate 35, which is the dividing line between East and West Austin. And East Austin is, and we were kind of near the South part, too. Yeah. So that Southeast corner is traditionally, from what we learned, was the bad part of town. So we're on the border of the of the bad times, and then I'm not going to follow him into, like, wherever. What's it called in Sin City? Um... Old Town? Old Town. I'm not going to follow him into Old Town and mess with all the whores. So, anyways. All the whores were on 6th Ave, though. So, speaking of weird stuff. um, So, we're like, okay, we're done with the police. Can we leave? Yeah. For the record, no police came. No, they just phoned us back. There was a phone call from someone... Pretty sure they just worked for the city. Maybe it was the... Maybe it was the police department. We'll find out soon. Yeah. once you uh, call Austin PD back, and I... and they just kind of gave me a case number, and that was that. That was oh yeah, oh you've waited here for three hours. Yeah. Mm, we... Do you want someone to come do fingerprints? Is it gonna help? Probably not. Well, yeah, someone like... could have fucking told me that. Yeah. Why did police... we sit here for three hours? <laughs> the police is your potential date, and you're just sitting by the phone waiting for that call, and then you get a call from the friend of your date saying. Yeah, this isn't gonna work out. <laughs> yeah, they gotta, they gotta wash their hair you, tonight. You can go somewhere else. <laughs> so we leave and we go back to the hotel and we pull up to the front because we have a smashed window, so the car essentially would be open all night. And no, I, nothing in it at this point. No, just, all just bad been... memories and broken glass. <laughs> yeah, broken dreams. So we walk in and there's the night manager. So I relay to her our story and she is like just on the brink of tears and beside I, herself and i i kind of said and she remembered who i was because i'm pretty distinctive like stand pretty, out in a crowd i'm pretty sure she remembered that weird close interaction that, that her she, and i had she together. did on purpose i'm pretty sure but anyways we like said what what's happening here and she said oh uh it's fine i'll get i'll call in a favor or something the, the lot was patrolled anyways by a security company and then when we went back in the morning there was a police car sitting right beside, like right across from our car, just watching it, either to find the criminals that stole that car, us, or <laughs> or to make sure it didn't get stolen. So, or, or just by happenstance. No. So the drive home as well. Like, so yeah. there is particulars of glass everywhere. Every, every time you close a door or you hit a bump, <laughs> a lot of broken glass falls down into the into door. Into the door. And all over the back seat. Like, so, yeah. just... Quite a mess. Just destruction. Um, and, yeah, we went back and we got some snacks from the lounge that we had access to. I kind of went to sleep right away. You put on a movie and you had several pops lined up to drink with Diet Pepsi or something. <laughs> and some snacks. And in the morning, it was all still there. So I'm pretty sure you fell asleep shortly after I did. And, yeah, sleep... 
It didn't come right away, which it should have because we were exhausted, but we were also just like swirling emotions. Physically exhausted of meat. Mentally exhausted with the amount of people. Yeah. Yeah. And heat. And then like emotionally exhausted because of the whole happenstance. Yeah, it was like it was an awesome day until about eight o'clock when we found out that we had been robbed. So day five is the next is kind of the next day, and I, I title it Day five, picking, picking up, up the, the pieces. pieces. Yeah. And there you have it. The uh, day four complete. Um, please join us again next time for Conversations with Cheese and the Tugboat. Uh, we will continue our Tugboat's Texas trip saga featuring Chef and Cheese. So have a good one. See you then.